WWE superstar Sami Zayn, you are terrible. You suck. I am so happy you're a mid-card level WWE superstar now. I don't have to see your ugly face in the main events. This is amazing. I cannot wait for your career to go down the gutter. I cannot wait to see you not be in the spotlight because you are a terrible, terrible superstar. I have a lot of things on my mind I want to get off. One of my good friends, uh, cars, trucks, whatever you want to call it, got broken into again. This is the second time since he's been living in Montreal that it's happened. Uh, Montreal has become a terrible city. For somebody's car to be broken into twice, twice, in not even the span of a year, is it goes to show you where the city ha has has gone, and what's what's to come from this city. The city is in a terrible spot. Imagine they smashed his window in his driveway. Okay, he has cameras. They tampered with the cameras so that the cameras in the driveway did not get any footage, nor his neighbor's footage of them trying to steal the car. Okay. They sawed his steering wheel so they could get the bar off his steering wheel. Okay. This is all happening. Whether it happened 20 minutes, 45 minutes, 10 minutes, it's fucked up. You're fucking... You're, you're tampering with the camera systems. <laughs> Fuck, what kind of technology do you have? What is this, gone in 60 seconds? I was watching a video uh, of somebody breaking into somebody's home in Toronto to steal car keys, to steal cars out of their driveway. Imagine. You're not breaking the windows of the cars anymore. You're breaking into the people's homes to steal the car keys so you could steal the vehicles from their fucking driveways. This is where the world is going. This is the direction that the world is going in. Fucking insane. I'm probably going to quit my job this week. I was thinking about it a lot. I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to start stealing cars. Seems fucking fun. It's happening. If you've ever watched a movie Gone in 60 Seconds, seems cool, right? Something else I have on my mind is, um, since I've been getting into wrestling a lot, uh, vintage merch. It's been around for a couple of years, I would say four or five years, and it's gotten popular, uh, way more popular over the, uh, the last two, two, three years. Now, I was looking at wrestling t-shirts online, and it brought me to a website Something Grail. I don't know what the what the name of it is. And I saw a couple of cool T-shirts. A lot of them that I used to have back in the day. A lot of ones that I wish I owned. And I saw the prices for them: one hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, two fifty. There was a SummerSlam, I think SummerSlam '98 T-shirt that it was three hundred and ten T-shirts. And now when you click on the T-shirts, you see the T-shirts. You see the state that they're in. You also see the defects that the t-shirt is in. So some of these people are selling their, their old clothes. Number one, that smells like 
fucking campfire or mold. And number two, that they have stains on it. Why am I going to pay $310 for a t-shirt that smells and has jizz stain on it? Think of it. Think of it. In 2023, we're spending our hard-earned money on vintage wear from 20, 25 years ago, okay? Even further than that, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, there's T-shirts from Nirvana, Rolling Stones, a bunch of metal and rock bands that are selling. But there's fucking stains on them. They're ripped. But you can't afford groceries. But you can't afford clothes for your kids. But you can't afford soap to wash your ass. You see where the world is coming in? You see all these two these two things that I've been talking to you about? It makes no fucking sense. Steve, play my fucking theme song. Ayo, this is another episode of The Steven from the Old Time Podcast. Listen to my dad. He's awesome. Man, we've been trying to do this episode for about five days now. And every time we're messaging each other saying, let's do the episode, let's do the episode. I keep feeling more shittier and shittier and shittier. No? Yes. And you sound <laughs> shittier. No, you got way better. But man, I thought I thought I needed to do the recorded podcast at the hospital for one fucking. <laughs> I haven't felt this much like shit in probably three years. Like, I never saw you like that. Like, I sent you a picture the other night. We were supposed to record. It was like about eight o'clock, and I just sent you a picture of myself with a with a Kleenex stuck in my nose. Yeah, and and you sounded bad. And every day I kept getting worse and worse. And I'm feeling a lot better. So, whoever's listening, if I'm sneezing or coughing or making any weird noises, I apologize. I feel a lot better, but guess what? No matter what, the show must go on, and this episode needs to be recorded. So let's do it. Oh, before we, before we, I get with the intro, look at my eye. My eye thing is coming back all of a sudden as well. It's I, true. I, I, I don't know what I did wrong in, in my life, but I think, I think it's creeping up on me. I think it's over. I think it's over. But anyways, let's record. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Steven from the All Time Podcast. I am your host, the Ayatollah of Hip Hop, the whole damn show, the Rated R Podcaster, and one half of the Tag Team Champions of the World, with my co-host from the underground dungeons of the Luchadors, the Cruiserweight Champion, I lie, I cheat, I steal, Milenko. All the time, too. That's the worst. I lie, I cheat, all the, I, and I and I steal all the time. That's the worst <laughs> thing. Eddie Guerrero to the fullest, bro. Um, how you been? How's the, how's the retail world? Slow, slow and boring. It's 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 uh it's 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 bad, huh? Lately, like it's been slow, a good... boring. People complain about prices. Uh, you, it's the usual. 
you know what's crazy is me and Trap uh, last episode we were talking mm-hmm. about you know minimum wage and people not being paid enough to be able to support family, pay their rent, whatnot. But yeah. people want sales now. People are going into stores. They don't want to pay full price anymore. Yeah, yeah. You add a little, a little five dollars here and there, and they'll they'll see it. They're like, yeah. how much is that? Oh, five dollars? No, let's go with the other one. Like you're still working at the same place. I'm working mm-hmm. in a in an environment where we sell a lot of you know seasonal product mm-hmm. winter wear summer wear you know like camping shit skis snowboards uh winter is a big business for us big big business and everybody that's coming in now to buy winter they're coming in for sales man they don't want to spend full price they don't want to spend five hundred dollars six hundred dollars two hundred dollars they're like is this on sale and the person that's coming in looks like they have money like they're wearing brands that you know, it's like, you know, they're wearing their Gucci, they're wearing their uh, Macash, Montclair's, they're wearing those brands. By the way, I should get paid for mentioning those. But they are they are people that it shows that they have money, but they still don't want to spend. People want to save money right now because of, of what's happening with the economy. But the reason why I asked you is because how do you find retailers in general with the hiring process and building your team? I've been lucky. I've been lucky because I I've been and having the same team for a long time now. But uh, I was talking with a a dad the other day about that he wanted uh, his kid to come and work with me, mm-hmm. and I told him, you know what? If he comes to work, okay, just let him know this. When you go for and this is for I don't know if you have maybe younger people or to anyone when you go for new work. You give your name, mm-hmm. you shake the hand, mm-hmm. you ask the name, what mm-hmm. are you doing here? I would like to work here. I love this brand. My name is this. This is my availabilities. Like simple stuff. Shake the hand, tell your name. Like so many kids coming there with their friends. A fucking, I got a CV on a fucking sheet of paper written by hand. Of a notebook, of a notebook. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. The kid just wrote it down on a notebook and ripped it. He ripped it apart still with the hole. He didn't even take time to cut the whole thing. Just to cut it, the, the edge to make it clean, you know, all the holes just destroyed. And he came to me and gave me that. It's crazy because I had two kids come in yesterday into my store. And first of all, when they walked into the store... It looked like they were going to steal. I'm not kidding you. One guy had had a hood on, Mm -hmm. okay? They were both wearing Air Forces, not tied. So when they were walking, you heard the clack, 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 because the shoes are loose. And I'm like, "Um, excuse me, uh, guys, if you're going to be shopping in my store, you need to leave your backpacks at at the cash. And they're like, no, no, we're not here to shop. We're here to drop off our CVs. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the guy and I'm like, unfortunately, right now we're not hiring. And even mm-hmm. if we were hiring, I don't think I'd be, gonna, I'd be giving you guys a shot. because you're, no, you're not in, making it. You're coming into my store with your hood on, okay? Mm-hmm. You look sloppy. You're mm-hmm. both wearing joggers. You look like you just want a job so you could chill and get paid. Yeah. I'm not, fuck off, leave, okay? Mm-hmm. And it sucks because that's the type of quality that we're getting now in the retail game. It's lazy people who don't want to work because they're coming off of a generation i don't know what the generations are called you know what in fact i really don't care 
Z Gen, this Gen, go fuck your mother Gen. Z Generation X. Exactly. It's like these kids are coming in, they, they don't want to work. They don't want to work. They just want to get paid and do fuck all. They don't want to learn. They have no drive. They have no motivation. They just want to chill. And I'm hiring people, okay? And unfortunately, in an interview, yes, you could sell yourself. But then when it's time to work on the job, you suck. Mm -hmm. You're terrible, okay? And we are, we've been struggling, I would say, the last six to eight months because all these people that are coming in are just... People that really don't want to work. And yes, I understand we're paying them $15.50, $16, $16.50. Even some people were paying them $17, $18. And it's like, no, I don't want to do what you tell me to do. I don't want to fold clothes. I don't want to serve customers. I just want to walk around with my baggy jeans, mm -hmm. my unlaced shoes, okay, mm -hmm. and looking like a zombie. And for you to pay me to do that. Like the other day, there was a bunch of staff. They were all in a circle talking. Was, the store was busy. And I went up to them and I said, you guys, can you please go serve customers? They all went. I'm not kidding you. I turned around. I went to the back, came back onto the floor. They were all in the same circle again. Yeah, you can't control it. It's like uh, they're always going to do it. It's tough to control that. I mean, fuck. Now that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in the shoes that I am, uh, it's tough to control. I feel like it's tough to... To make it uh, work, but yeah, I see a lot of the same as you. I think the kids now. It's it's I, tough. The, I hate tough. to be that. I hate to be that shit of. I hate to tell like, oh, this generation, this generation, this. this generation. But it is. But I'm seeing it like I. It's consistent. I, I don't know if the parents did yeah. hard drugs, or, mm. but we need to change that. I need to be that. I need to be that father figure to my son mm -hmm. and, and all the, and all the fathers out there that are listening to, to your kids. We need to grow up, bring up our kids a certain way. So they're not like this generation or this, these people that are coming into our stars, lazy and fucking no more. There's no drive anymore. It's like, I just want to wear joggers and a fucking Nike tech hoodie and just chill. And they, they, yeah, they want the money. And like you said, 15, 17 is not much, but. But you're living at I, home. I, Make yeah, money. I, I, started, I started and we were paid $10. We were paid 10 bucks an hour. I think when I started was 975 HMV, 2007. <laughs> probably. Okay. And, probably and, and now you're getting paid a bit more. And yes, I get it. It's not a lot of money and you can't really live off of that, that wage. But you're living at home. You wanna you wanna do something for yourself. You wanna grow into something. Fucking motivate yourself. God damn it, Jesus yep. Christ. Anyways, just that's my my small rant with you. Um, besides that, I think we need to get into that AEW talk. It's the it's the segment of the show where we talk to you about wrestling and how much of nerds we are for wrestling. AEW specifically. Edge. Sorry. Hold on a second. Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar, Adam <laughs> Copeland, is has now been in AEW for about two weeks to three weeks. Yeah. How do you feel since he's been back? Oh, I'm sorry. Since he's been in AEW, I uh, I like it. I like what they've done mm -hmm. with him, and mm -hmm. uh, they put him in a storyline with Christian, mm -hmm. and uh, I can't complain. I I really can't complain. The um, the Tuesday uh, of Champions, 
Title Tuesday. The title Tuesday was amazing. I love that card. Ikaru Shida came back champion. I'm happy for that. Uh-huh. But uh, no, Edge, everything that's been done, I feel like it's super strong work. His first match against, against uh, Luchasaurus. Against Luchasaurus. I thought they're going to make him lost at first. I was like, wow, that would be a, uh, a bold move. By uh, he won. He got mm-hmm. his. He got beaten though. He got destroyed. Luchasaurus gave him a beating, but the the, the thing I loved about that was that uh, Christian was at ringside. Okay. Yeah. Love the faces he made. Oh my god! What just watching the match, making that face that he was there, and he was like, he was kind of like trying to like. I don't know how to explain it, but like he was like his vision was just like trying to understand the mm-hmm. whole aspect and see how like raving edge. I mean Adam Copeland as like a superstar, and mm-hmm. then making faces of just like this guy is shit. That's why is yeah. this guy here? I'm I'm so much of a better superstar than him. And then the way it ended, where they all go into the ring, there, and then all of a sudden. Everybody rushes to the ring. Yeah, it's super like, nice. Like you had all, everybody come to the ring. You had uh, Brian Danielson, uh, Swerve Strickland come to the ring. Adam Page. Uh, yep. uh, who else did you have there? There was a bunch of guys. Did John Moxley even come to the ring? No, no, John, John Moxley, Moxley. No, but, but so, a lot of guys came out. And it was funny because a bunch of old WWE superstars that are not part of AEW were in that ring. It was kind of like, hey. Mm-hmm. Adam Copeland is here. We're going to support Adam Copeland. And yes, there's a bunch of feuds between the guys that were in the ring. But it it, it was cool. It was cool. And to yeah. your, and to your it, point, yeah, I like ahead. what they're doing with, 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 with uh, Adam Copeland and Christian. I think it's smart because it's just like that... That whole storyline of, hey, I, I'm here. I want to, f- I want to be tag team partners with you, Christian. We've done this for 10, 15 years together, and you don't want because you're on a different path right now. Mm-hmm. And Christian's heel, his character, incredible, incredible. is ridiculous. <laughs> How that amazing! Promo, that promo we did on his wife, naming. Uh, Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix, his kids. Yeah, naming the kids and all. They need a new dad and that shit. The new dad's coming home. I, dude, when I was watching that for the intro, I was like, oh shit! Like, then for sure they talked before. I don't want to. Of course, I don't want to kill it for everyone. But uh, yeah, they they probably talk and give them the. They're friends. I mean, fuck. They must be the best friends ever at the at the end of the day. So you must have tell them, yeah, you can do that. But still, powerful. You're like, oh shit, he's naming everything. Christian did such a fantastic job at at just shitting uh, on on Adam. On this Edge. brings me to a point, totally separate point. I know okay, what go. you're gonna say already. Quick, uh, do you think in a rap battle there's a limit? No, never. There's go no fuck line. Yourself. Don't go fuck yourself. That's okay. it. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Thank you. So because people, you remember when people complain about, oh my god, Pusha T naming the wife of fucking yeah, Drake yeah. and his son. Get the fuck. It's a battle. It's fucking. It's a rap battle, bro. I'll name everything. I'll name your grandmother. So, so this is so this is what you're getting to. Christian had no limits. No he limits. He just went off the cuff and he just called out Edge. 
completely. I th- I think it was brilliant. I think this fu- feud is brilliant. It's like it's like that guy that's just like, dude, let's we're best friends. Let's let's hang out again. No, mm-hmm. I just want to hang out with the drug dealers and smoke weed. You know, yeah, you get yeah, what yeah, I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is exactly it. And the way they took it, they went far. They went crazy. They went super hard at it right away. So I don't know how long they're gonna. It's gonna be a long feud or short, but I think they're gonna go at it for a long time. And uh, Adam, uh, fuck, he's gonna he's gonna fight everyone. So uh, I can't wait to see the other match he's gonna do. I I see him joining. I see him joining with Brian Danielson, John Moxley, um, and that crew, the uh, Blackpool Combat. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could be a, a that could be cool. Like all in black, you see Edge mm-hmm. with the with the, the bomber jacket, and being like, oh, oh man, that would be cool. I see that happening. But let's this let this Christian Cage and Adam Copeland uh, storyline play out for a good three to four months. Three yeah, to four for months. Sure. They're gonna give him a half a year, I think. Yeah, half a year, six months. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I really like what they're doing with him. Now I want to see. I want to see him in the ring. I want to see what he could do with these guys in the ring, having matches against against like him and Christian Cage in the ring together could be super dope to see. That's like probably a, gonna be on All Out or something like that. Or and have a and have a ladder match for the TNA champion. I don't think they're gonna do the do it again. I think he he, he told it on the on the Chris Jericho podcast about now he doesn't want to do the TLC anymore, and he has the utmost respect. For uh, Darby Allen, he talked about Darby Allen how much he's a legend. Really? Spe- how much he's a uh, sorry? How much he's special? He's gonna and they see him becoming on a path of someone really big in the company. Really? So yeah, that's something that 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 interview was really interesting to see how he came in and everything. But uh, so far so good, right? So far so good. I love. And the other thing is they're going against NXT. And you saw the numbers that you're doing. They're doing, uh, they're doing way more views AEW than NXT. But the most important thing is you get maybe you got one one point two million people just watching wrestling. So that's a big win for wrestling. That's a good point. That's a huge win for wrestling. Huge win for wrestling. Because I don't I don't like the wars thing that much. I I, I it's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's fun, but I'm I'm not into the war. Like if somebody tells me they watch NXT, I'm not gonna be oh fuck off, you fuck. No, but I mean it's good for wrestling. The competition is always good. Oh, I love the competition. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to see this, and in the era that we're in, it won't get out of hand like it did. It's just gonna be fun competition. It's gonna yeah, it's just gonna be fun competition. And now they're talking about CM Punk. The I don't know if you've seen the rumors yeah, where they get bigger and bigger. Survivor Series. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. think so. I don't think so. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, other feuds happening in AEW. Uh, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with Swerve. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what they're gonna do with Swerve. Right now, people are saying that Swerve is the guy, and let me let me be clear about something go about five six podcasts back that i've recorded and i said swerve was one of my favorite swerve strickland is a fantastic athlete okay he is fantastic on the mic he knows how to drive the crowd okay and he's a heel 
Let's be honest with each other. Even though he gets chance, and that dude could fucking put a match on like nobody has ever done. And right now, he's in a feud with uh, Adam Page. Yeah. Okay. And those guys together are bringing some really good heat. Oh, like, man. Yeah, I last match, when I watched uh, Cowboy Fight... Mid match, you know that I was like, I was, I was uh, doubting him. I was doubting him. Who, honestly, um, cowboy, cowboy Adam, Ca cowboy Adam Page, Adam Page, yeah, Adam Page. I was like, Hangman, Hangman Adam Page. I was like, I cannot believe. Like I was, I was like, this guy is overrated. This guy is overrated. I, 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 I don't like him. I don't and, like him. I don't like his character. I think Adam Page has a weird character. He's angry, but he's kind of like, like... But man, his match, that he, I was like, okay, he's a great wrestler. Oh, he's in a great the ring. Wrestler. Absolutely. He's a great in, wrestler. He, in the he, ring? I, as I was doubting him, he beat me in my head like, I can do this. So I was surprised. I was surprised. And I totally, I went, no, he's, he, he, he owns up everything he gets. He, he got from AEW. I mean, he's a he was champion. So he was champion. He wasn't champion for long, was he? Like three hundred days? No. Yeah, not long, not long. Uh, so the Swerve Adam Page should go on about for another month, maybe probably till full gear, mm -hmm. and and then they got to do something big with Swerve because Swerve could take this to the next level. You need to give Swerve a belt, whether it's the TNA title, whether it's the international championship mm -hmm. give him a title the dude could take this company on a different level and he said it he wants to be the first black superstar to win an aew heavyweight championship he's gonna get there he's gonna get there for sure not right away give him about another six months let's see what he could do in six months yeah i love uh powerhouse obs Oh, yes, joining the Don Callis family. Yeah, that's solid. I love that storyline. I I think he was not used as his full potential. That guy is strong. Powerhouse Hobbs is basically the same. Mark Henry. He's like Mark Henry. No, he's like Brock Lesnar. Type of, yeah, he's a mix he's of both. He's as big as Brock Le Lesnar. He's huge, huh? He's Damn. huge. And now that he's back, because he wasn't there for a couple of weeks, and then he joined the Don Callis family, which consists of Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Who, who's the other guy's name that I can never pronounce? No, me neither. I can't pronounce that. The Asian dude? What's his name? Yeah, I cannot pronounce that. I love him, though. Yeah, because you... you, Tank, you Tan... <sighs> yeah, I can't, I can't pronounce his name. But anyways, I the Don Callis family is becoming big. Yeah. And Powerhouse Hobbs joining and going after Kenny Omega, going after Chris Jericho, and giving them mental beatings. Mm -hmm. This is huge. There could be a huge storyline. I just don't know what could come of a big Powerhouse type of dude like that, no pun intended, like versus a Kenny Omega. What kind of a match could they put on? Because he's a... He's a they big can dude. go strong. They honestly, man, I think he's he's a, such a great wrestler that is still not used at his full potential. So I think he can go for a really nice 
match. I think like mid card, he, he can be a mid carder for sure. Me even maybe main can card he, sometimes. Can, but... can, can he can he fight a guy like Kenny Omega? Who Kenny Omega is so technical. Yeah, I think so. In the ring, because yeah, don't I forget, so. Brock Lesnar was able to make matches. Mm-hmm. He was able to put people over. He was able to make the matches to a standard that to an elevated standard like nobody else. Like this, Brock Lesnar could have a match with Rey Mysterio, like he could have a match with The Undertaker, like he could have a match with Cody Rhodes, like he could have a match with Takamijinoko, and he can mm-hmm. make the match to an elevated standard. I don't mm-hmm. know if Powerhouse Hobbs could do that. I think so. I think Kenny Omega can make it work. Man, they have Will Ospreay. Damn. Oh, yes. Will, Will Ospreay, Ospreay. Is, is amazing. By the way, look how much Kleenex I, I've been Thank pulling. You. Yeah, it's just disgusting. <laughs> uh, take a sheet. I don't know. I don't know where I want to say it. Whatever. Um, MJ, MJF, Switchblade, Jay White. Oh, great. Dude. <sighs> MJF versus Switch Bailey J. Wright at full gear November 17 is going to be something. I'm going to tell you this. I cannot wait. I I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say here. But do you think that Switchblade froze on the promo against MJF? He was was struggling. No. You should go back. You should go back and see. He was struggling. Dude, he was shook. So the way I see the promo that... That MJF is so well-rounded. He is so great on the microphone that he put Jay over, Jay White over. Look, look, we've been, I'm not going to repeat it because we've been saying it for now fucking months, but MJF on the mic is amazing. Okay, The The devil has arrived. Okay. The promo he did against him, against Switchblade, okay. Switchblade froze. To me, he froze. He, I think he was like, he didn't know how to respond to that. And he froze type. And MJF sensed that he was frozen and he took over so again. He, so he, so you're saying that MJF, when he was having the, the one-on-one with Switchblade Jay White, mm-hmm. that Switchblade wasn't able to respond as good as MJF. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Definitely. MJ White, MJ, well, MJ MJ, White. <laughs> MJF knew it, and he saved the the promo. Yes, yes. Go back and see it. Go back and see it for me, okay? And people listening, if you want to do it, go back and listen to it, and you're gonna see it. I think that's what I sensed because people were screaming. He didn't know what to how to respond to people. I love wrestling for that stuff, man. Sometimes you see it is is. You just gotta gotta get like a certain vision of the of the match of the promo to see somebody fucked up, even if it's really subtle. I I sensed it. I sensed it. I really sensed that he was missing. He didn't know what the hell to say, and MJF just said, "Okay, I'm gonna take over because this guy is not doing it." So he took over for sure. I'm gonna go back and. I'm going to go back because I loved it. I loved what th- these, these two guys back and forth was so amazing. And I found that MJF overpowered him, but uh, Switchblade had some good shots at him. Because yep. he's an arrogant piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he has that accent, and that English accent, and he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. 
and he kind of like MJF kind of has to go to another level when he's talking against him for because MJF is a piece of shit as much as Jay White, but Jay White is a bigger piece of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So oh, MJF 100%. has to elevate himself to the next level as being a piece of shit on the mic. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Sting. Did you see what Sting said? No, huh? Yeah, 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 I saw it. I saw it. Um, it's going to be his last match, right? So Sting will be retiring at Revolution 2004. And it's going to be his last match. 2024, not 2004. 2024. See how sick I am? 2024. <laughs> 2024, uh, 2004 is when you should have retired the first time, <laughs> fuck. So the end of Sting will be coming in 2024. Yeah. Okay, now, I mean... How do you feel about that? I'm happy. I'm happy he did enough, man. That match he had against uh, Swerve and all that, uh, oh. uh, it was, that was uh, the two-on-two. That the was- casket match. The casket match was match, whatever it's insane. Dude, he doesn't need to do that anymore. It's over. He doesn't need to jump on tables. Uh, it's over. I, I know it's a great show, but man, he's 60. 64. He's 60, man. He cannot do that anymore. Sting, hopefully, you, will, of- be, you will be in Montreal on December 4th or December 5th or whenever the hell you guys are coming, either at Collision or at dynamite so i could see you live and i could check that mark right off my bucket list because mm-hmm. i do not want to pay 300 dollars to go see you at comic-con yeah and then <laughs> how crazy it's coming fast now 2023 just passed we're gonna have to do the top of the year we're gonna soon. have to do the top wrestling of the year we're gonna have to do the top pornos of the year we're gonna have to do the yeah, top all that rap of the year uh so we're done for wrestling okay we're done for wrestling. Let's get on to the uh, the second segment of the store, a uh, show where me and my co-host speak about hip hop music. Uh, before we get into what we're here for, why I'm struggling throughout the episode without sneezing or coughing, did you did you see the one two three four Five, six, seven, eight, nine freestyles <laughs> from Redman. Of course, of course, I've seen it. You sent it. You sent it to me like I was lacking this. Hold, you, you sent be, it to you, me like I didn't fucking. I, I knew it about it, man. You've been lacking all year, number one, because you yes. don't answer my calls. Okay. Yes. Uh, I've been. I sent you the video. Yeah. I went on his page. And I said, holy shit, there's a lot more. He, he got a lot. He put, and they're all top quality, man. All and, those lines, top quality. And he's in pocket. And he's having fun. And that's why Redman is Redman. Because he's had fun in his freestyle. Please, somebody, give him good beats. That's all we need. What is he doing, dude? What Redman is- has been on a run this year of freestyling over All About the Benjamins. The world is yours. The Rock, a Drake beat, which I have no ideas. Look yeah. at me now. Yeah. A Dre and Eminem song. Yeah. yeah. What more can I say? Throw your hands up. Redman has not put out an album in years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In years, but this dude, okay, is freestyling over 
classic hip hop beats and mm-hmm. annihilating. I repeat, annihilating the freestyles like he is hungry, okay? Like he needs to pay his rent, okay? Yeah, so and- Alchemist should leave Mike and all those abstract rappers and all those those uh, Voir album type of Earl Sweatshirt and leave those guys and come to Redman and be like, yo, I got some for you. Here we go. Even Evidence could go and do a great album for Redman. Evidence could do that. I look DJ Premier could do that. Look, I come don't on, even dude. know if I don't even know if I want a Redman album. I think what I want is just I need one. No, I just need, he needs one. He needs I just one. need Redman to continue freestyling Steven? over these beats and just killing it. Steven, he needs one. He needs one. I'm his fan. He needs one. He needs to finish it nice. He needs to finish it nice. He cannot finish his career like this. He's not dude. When is his last album? Two thousand eight? 2015, 2015 Mudface. Oh yes, Mudface. That was okay. 2015. Mudface was probably was probably Muddy Waters 2, but then he choked and he changed it to Mudface. Okay. <laughs> That's probably what happened. And I told I told you, I know I told you this, but I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I cry. I, I cry listening to albums sometimes. When they get to me, I cry. It's 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 normal, right? The Reggie Noble, Redman presents Reggie. Oh, when yes. that album came out, I cried because it was so fucking bad. I couldn't believe it. I was so disappointed. So please, he needs to finish in a right in a right way. Just one last one. Give me one last. He cannot do that, man. But these freestyles are just incredible. And that being said, the point I'm trying to make here and why I brought it up to you is because right now there's been a resurgence. Okay, and I hate using that word, mm-hmm. but all these dudes from the 90s and the 2000s, okay? They've been putting up good work. They have been putting up excellent work. Cam did a freestyle over the J. Cole and Little Yachty beat, and he sounded destroyed hungry. It. He destroyed it. And I'm not even going to say it was vintage Cam. It was Cam being Cam at an Elevated level. I think elevated is the name of the, of the episode because I used that word about a thousand times. But these dudes are elevating themselves to the next level. Okay. Yeah. Look at Method Man. Okay. He's been working with Conway. Okay. Uh, he's been on big ghost beats. He's elevated himself to the next level. All these dudes are hungry again. And mm-hmm. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Like, there's so many of these dudes that are coming out and just really in pocket. Yep. Like, they're in that pocket again. And just go listen to that Cam Freestyle if you haven't. Uh, I have. Whoever's listening, if you haven't, it's on YouTube. It's probably on Instagram. Cam feels hungry. Like and he, he, wants- he looks young, too. With that outfit on? Like, what the fuck? But, yeah, no, you killed it. He said he looks like Nas in 94. Yeah, he, he looks super... Uh, yeah, ju- he, he, No, he surprised me. But just look at why Nas's albums in the last couple of years have been really good because Nas seems hungry again. You know what I mean? Like these Nas dudes, has been performing. Everybody says these old guys are washed. Remember when all the new rappers were coming like, and like, oh, we don't like the old guys, they're washed. 
it's about the new rappers now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You shouldn't have said that because now it's biting you in the fucking ass because these dudes are selling out shows, okay? All their tours are selling out and they're coming out and they're fucking putting out really great music. Okay? Yeah, and those guys that said that, don't they're not there anymore. They don't... They, they can't even there. sell out a show. Yeah. My point being is that these, these dudes, man, these dudes, when they wanna when they wanna show up, they're gonna show up. Look at Redman's freestyles. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give everybody homework, okay? If you listen to my podcast or not, go listen to all the Redman freestyles. They're all on his Instagram page, okay? They are all They're all on YouTube as well. Yeah. They're all fantastic. The they're look at me f- now is oh, insane. Did you see how he raps on that? Yeah, he went crazy. It did the flows, man. Red is the best, bro. Red is the red has been the best. He just needs to close it out with a great album. That's it. Just close it out. That's it. And and to all the people that listen to me on the podcast, and I, I, I know I got called out by a couple of people because I said Lloyd Banks. I said something about Lloyd Banks rapping and stuff like that. You guys, Lloyd Banks has been the best he's ever been in the last couple of years like this dude he's been putting work he's been consistent consistent. he's been he's been consistent he's coming out with a mixtape the the halloween havoc four mixtape is coming out is it four or five or whatever i can't read numeral numbers roman numeral numbers but this dude is he's he has he has a fire in him yeah okay yeah he's been putting out mixtapes but look at him now versus what what he's been put out Okay, yeah. and that's all because of in which direction hip hop has gone. It's because of it's because of all these dudes and the people that I talk about on these this podcast for for the last fifteen, sixteen, seventeen episodes. These are the dudes that are making these guys want to rap again. That oh, for sure, they light that fire under them. You know what I mean? Hip hop, yeah. hip hop is like a sport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you don't you don't think Kobe didn't make Jordan want to go out there and 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 kill at it? Yeah, you know what oh, I for mean. For sure, yeah, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. You know why you're sick like that? I why? told you on the phone because of the Colts. The Colts are three and three. Sh- shut That's up. hurting. We're you talking all. about music. We're talking about rap music. <laughs> shut shut. Don't get me mad. Don't get me mad. <laughs> if they lose, if they lose uh, tomorrow, they play the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah, if they lose that, lose. that's over, huh? You gain more stick. You might be in the hospital by the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Malenko. Yes. You, call, you called me, uh, I would say, a week ago. It's now a week. Yeah. A week ago, and I didn't answer your phone call. Then you called me again, and I answered you, and I was completely, completely... Mm-hmm. Last Saturday. Dead. And dead. you said, did you listen to the new West Side Gun and then you pray for me album and I answered you like this uh, uh, I, I didn't listen to it yet but you know what it's a weekend and I've listened to it a thousand times now we are here to review the new West Side Gun and then you pray for me album I am not gonna start this one off I'm gonna let you start this one off I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with this okay so West Side Gun releases, we always up till midnight. midnight. We wait till the thing like fucking nerds. This time you texted. We didn't. We didn't talk to each other. Okay, <laughs> we didn't talk to each other, and you texted me at like one in the morning. 
Like I was lagging, like you were expecting me to be asleep. Are you fucking crazy? I responded to you right away. Are oh, you think I'm I'm fucking slipping? You won't catch me slipping. So, uh, man, the and then you pray for me. So this is, of course, the the follow up to maybe his most critically acclaimed album. Is people most, say. It's more accessible. It's most, it's, yeah, this is most popular. I think that put him in the map. Can I can I can I jump in real quick, please? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's his most accessible, but it's also the album that I heard that he was playing with different sounds. He had more of that elegant rap sound, and that plays on the name "Pray for Paris." Paris being Fashion, fashion week. It was during fashion week. Being elegant, mm -hmm. you know, when you go to Paris, you know, you, I've never been, but you know the way mm -hmm. Paris is. That whole the whole atmosphere of Paris that played onto the album. Yep. People liked it. People loved it. Some people didn't like it, but that's where you heard West Side Gun with a new sound. Continue. And that probably hits hit the public the most. That this album. That's the the reach. That album reached the most, right? Yep, absolutely. That's what I'm trying to say. So um, that was 2020, okay? Now we're in 2023, and he comes up with this. His longest album, by far. No, not by far, because I think he has an album that's like, like an hour. But uh, his longest album, I, I, have you heard uh, a longer album than this? No. Uh, sure one, one hour and 15 minutes 21 songs one yeah. hour and 15 minutes that's his longest that's his longest i think maybe hitler 8 might be one hour that's but, true huh yeah it, hitler 8 might be one hour or something uh, one hour so his longest album and man so and this one i couldn't wait i first listen okay and again I did my Milenko thing. I love it because you send me all those previews. I never fucking watched them because I don't want to fucking hear previews. I don't want to see it. Um, I I went blind to it. I press play. I let it ride. And uh, as soon as those uh, trap beats started, I was wait. like, oh. wait, wait, what? What? wait, what? wait, wait. Fly God did intro. Okay. Yeah. We A A Rashid. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. We have to we have to I I, I, I have to put a put a stamp on that. That dude opens up his albums all and the he time. Sets the fucking mood for those albums. Mm -hmm. I loved his intros. They make me think. It's like mm -hmm. somebody playing mind tricks on me. I gotta go back and listen to them twice sometimes because I'm like, what is he saying? Because it means something. Oh, for sure. So he started with AA and and Westside Putty is getting older, huh? <laughs> yes, it's funny, huh? It's funny. It's funny because she getting more and more intricate yep. type of... Uh, so it's uh, it's always funny to me to hear, uh, to hear her voice just getting... <laughs> she's saying more and more, you know what I mean? But okay, so Fly God did start and then we get hit with Mama's Prime Time, okay? So... Mama's prime time. What what can I say to that? It's classic. a it's a classic intro, 
And when I heard the voice of Jid, dude, I freaked the fuck out. I was so happy. I was so happy. I didn't expect it. I just pressed play. Didn't expect I did the it. same thing as you. This yeah. Time. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. I did. I did. I don't remember the featurings. I think my okay. brain shut down the featurings when I saw them. Okay. And then when I heard JID, Jid, whatever you want to call him, I was just like, "Whoa, he's on a classic." Is this Derringer that produced this? It's uh, Derringer, right? It's, uh, no, Beat Butcher. Okay, it's Beat Butcher mm-hmm. on a Beat Butcher beat. This With is Mr. Classic. Green, yeah. Oh, fuck, Mr. Green? Yeah, Mr. Green and Beat Butcher. If anybody knows who Mr. Green is, go listen to Nonfiction. Yeah, so, no, but amazing. Yeah, I mean, he starts the album pretty well. I think West Side Gun, first verse, impactful. G.I.D., Jid, whatever the fuck, I would call him Jid went crazy on it and then you get the the last end with uh conway the machine classic conway on it classic conway classic conway great way great way to start off the album right great way i loved it and then and then you get after that fucking classic intro from griselda you get the take heat fucking beat okay with fucking conway the machine and benny the butcher out of nowhere what the hell on a on on a trap beat. On a trap beat. So, a lot of people. This is the I, I'm gonna say right off the bat. I think the biggest misconception misconception that I see right now is people being like, ah, oh, like he never did this. He's changing. He always did this. He, he got those beats on Hitler Eight. Absolutely. He got those. He got those. All like people were freaking out. I don't feel like he's a huge change. He just got more of them on a trap beat. This album in general feels like I'm listening to a Dat Piff, like, uh, like a mixtape. old mixtape, a old DJ drama mixtape, or old Lil Wayne mixtape, like a Trapaholics mixtape, a Juicy J Trapaholics mixtape. Like I loved it. I, I liked it. I I think there's some points in here that I would take off but like so Costas how you feel about it Malenko it's a trap beat mm-hmm. and I love love hearing Benny the Butcher rap I love, over I a love trap it. beat I love it I think Benny the Butcher shines the best when it's a trap beat like that because yeah. he goes so so hard on it yeah, and the and the track is so enjoyable, and then you get West Side Gun, and then you get Conway La Machina, and they're all in pocket. It's crazy because the person that's gonna say that he's changed and these beats are not for Griselda and West Side Gun, they're fucking stupid. Okay, I I don't get it. I really don't. Stop. I I don't. You're get not it. a you're not a fan of music. You're not a fan of music. If you're gonna say that these dudes do not sound good on a track like Costas together, please. Yeah. Please, I'm gonna call you out. Let's have a fight. Uh, Conway has been on trap beats. And oh. Benny too. Benny too. And on this, they're both on pocket. Benny kills it. I think it's a great it's a great another great song. It's another great song for me. It's a so, really great song. So you were gonna say something before before I cut you off like an asshole. The the how do you feel about the trap sound on the album? Like, like we can't go over the 21 songs because we'll be here till 3 no, in the morning. No, for but sure. how do you feel about the trap sound on the album? Hit or miss. To me, it's a hit or miss. Totally okay. hit or miss. I think 
another thing I've been hearing a lot of people saying in the blogs and all that, like, oh, he's offbeat. West Saigon cannot keep the pocket. Cannot. He's always been like that. He doesn't keep pockets on anything. That's his style. That's his, his own style. Even on drumless beats, he don't stay on pocket, right? It's not for him. To, that's not him. The dude, that's his the whole. Dude. That's his whole thing. So I don't get it why people are like, oh, he cannot stay on pocket on trap beats. He can never. He doesn't on purpose. You think he doesn't do it on purpose? Like he's that's just, his purpose. He's just. He just has the beat and he just. He just does his thing on the beat. Have you ever listened to West Side Gun? Like when when somebody says something like that. Have you ever listened to West Side Gun? There's songs on the Hitler tapes on the Hitler albums. Where the the he's just talking shit the whole mm -hmm. time on it. It's not even on beat. No, and then he's singing. Rap. He's singing on boom by beats off off rhythm. Like, come on. That's what makes the artists so incredible. That's what separates West Side Gun from so mm -hmm. many artists because of what he could do on any type of beat. Yeah. So for 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 okay. So you ask me how you feel about it. Hear and miss. The next song, 1989, to me, that's a miss. Totally. Totally. Really? I, I cannot finish that song. Okay? Really? That's a miss. 100. Like, that's a total. That, that, that's too long. That's oh, too I love long. It. Love that's it. The verse of West Side Gun, I don't like it with the oh. stuff. I don't like it. So, those are, that's a miss for me. That's a miss? Dunhill I, with Rick Ross is bad. I don't like that 1, song. One thousand. Skip it all the time. Dunhill okay, with a Rick Ross. Done. Hold on a second. Yes. Malenko. Malenko. Fly yes. God two into Dunhill with Rick Ross. I don't like that. I don't like Dunhill. Fly Dunhill's. God times two times ends with one of the best skits I've ever heard on a West Side Gun album with the Sly Green phone call from jail where yep. Sly Green, who is locked up, okay, mm -hmm. her life mm -hmm. is telling West Side Gun, I am proud of you. Props, you could use my name whenever you want. Don't listen to the people that say you can't use my name. Saying I love you. Yeah, no, it's, I mean. It, 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 that was the one of my favorite skits of all time for West Side Gun and then going into that that trap whatever style beat mm -hmm. you want to call it with Rick Ross I loved the Dunhill song Dunhill I, loved I didn't like that song at all I didn't like that I song I knew you at wouldn't all. I'll be honest with you I knew you wouldn't and I that's didn't fine. like that song I like BMF I like BMF type of beats but Rick Ross to me is just Rick Ross to me right now is just he's like a Drake he doesn't even try no more he doesn't even try for me it's just okay then you go to House of Glory Okay. House of Glory to me is amazing. Amazing song. Produced by RZA. Mm -hmm. Produced by motherfucking RZA. He got RZA production on 2023. <laughs> Get the fuck out. With, with who, who's on the song? We still got Cooks. House of Glory. Perfect song. So for me, it's hit or miss. I love like the, the tra trap beat that I really enjoyed. Okay, that I think people don't like because it's a bit. I think it's more of a joke. Is LL Boogan? Oh, I'm LL, so Malenko. LL I'm... Boogan for me is like a. I don't. It's like the reason I listen to to Waka Flock. You know exactly. 
It just goes. He's super lazy on it. L L bull gun. L L. That's the whole. That's the hook. He's just saying L L bull. It's like a quirky, funny song, and it's just a while. It's two minutes of just solid trap. Uh, solid trap song. Fucking braggadocious. Um, love that song, Mister Everything with Jeezy. Come on, you got oh. Jeezy on there. Come on, <laughs> and Jeezy is, is, is calling West Side Gun on the song. He's like, "Yo, West Side, I got this from here." Like, <sighs> mind blowing. Like, just fucking, my brain just exploded into the atmosphere when I heard that. Ultra Griselda with Denzel Curry is a fun song. Hey, um, when I, okay, so I didn't like that song when I first heard it, okay, and then okay. I was just like, "Wait a minute." That sounds familiar because I didn't. I wasn't looking at the tracks. Mm-hmm. I was like that sounds familiar, and it was Denzel Curry. And right away, my mind was like, "Okay, I get why West Side Gun is on a mm-hmm. type of song like this, yeah. and I get why Denzel Curry is on that." West Side, run it up. Okay, okay, okay. Like I love that shit. Come on, dude. Like you do the yo, yo, yo. Like come on, dude. That's classic. That's again. That's classic. Fucking West Side Gun. He just switched up on a trap beat. To me, this album is just a statement of West Side Gun being like. I can do whatever I brought you. And he said that in Fentano. He did an interview with Fentano. He said, dude, I got you like 11 years of music, just down execution music, underground to the fullest. Let me just have fun for one album. He knows that this album is going to fucking make people complain and shit. He knows it, but he just released it. He, that's why he feels like doing He do it. He does it. And why is the continuation of Pray for Paris is because it was the same time of the year and he came out, this album came out for, for Fashion Week in Paris. So it wasn't the same. It was he recorded this in Paris. He was in the same kind of atmosphere. So that's why he wanted to follow up. Um, How you feel about the What trap beat you didn't like? Is there a song you didn't like? Thank you for asking while I was cleaning my nose. Yeah. Um, so the first time I heard it, I was I was like, okay, cool. I like this. You know what, though? It's a bit lengthy. And, it's a bit lengthy. And you know what? The sequencing is mm-hmm. really off. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't listened to it in my headphones. I was listening to it in the car and on my phone. So there was something off about it. Then I spoke to a good friend of mine, uh, Vil, uh, by the way, who does the my intro music uh, on the podcast. And he told me the sequencing is off. And that made my ear go directly to the sequencing and the sound of the album. So that really played a big part on me. Really played a big part on me. And I blame you for that. But it's okay. Music lovers do that to each other. But you got a great point. He has a, uh, his point is, is spot mm-hmm. on because then I went to go listen to it in my headphones and then the tracks were just like one was loud, one was low. Like the beats weren't really going into each other. But then as I listened and as I listened and as I listened and as I went back and back and back, I'm like, dude, the way this is curated, the way this album is put together is put together like a, like you said, Malenko, like a mixtape from that piff. Like, it's not supposed to flow, okay? The album isn't supposed to be going, like, one song into the other. It's just supposed to be 
there it is. Here's all the songs. Here's everything put together. And that is why he put the classic Griselda sound on it. Mm-hmm. And then him rapping on trap beats and like songs with Ty Dolla Sign where he's singing. Uh, that's why he put a bunch of these different things that he's doing throughout the album because it's supposed to sound like that. It's supposed to be all over the place. He's giving to mm-hmm. you a collage of, of West Side Gun. Old West Side Gun, new West Side Gun, and this is what also I could do. So don't think I can only do this because you guys are complaining that I can only do this, but I could do everything else, and it's mm-hmm. still going to sound fucking good. You get what I'm trying to say? Oh, for sure. For you sure. get what I... And this is him making a statement because yeah. this dude... I respect him and I understand him a lot more now listening to this. After all these years of listening to his music, after listening to this album, I understand him a lot more, Malenko. Because, oh, yeah. Okay? Just look at songs, man. Like, like fucking... The, what's it called? Where is it? I gotta get it. J.D. Wrist. Yeah. Incredible. Like, that's out of pocket. That's mm-hmm. not West Side Gun. No. Okay? Yep. And that's not Stove God Cooks, but they both no. elevated themselves. The name of the episode is Elevation. Elevated themselves on that song, and they're doing a different sounds, but it sounds so fucking good because they complete one another on that. You know yeah, what I mean? A, that's a, like, to me, yeah, I mean. Disgusting to, with gigs. Disgusting is it? I mean, I feel like that song, I don't know, gigs, it didn't perform as well. I, I thought it was but, really underrated. But. but he's not a guy that needs to perform. He's just an, a guy that needs to be on the song, right? Yeah, and kind to of. Be, yeah. to be out of pocket. Yeah. For, and, and West Side Gun said it. He was like, I'm, this album is going to get new West Side Gun fans. And the old ones might hate the album and complain about the album. But who cares? I'm just making music. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, because there's so many standout tracks on here. Like uh, even songs like "Steve and Johnny," like yeah. that's a really, really good song. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, my favorite song. My favorite song on this is is, is, is "Babylon Bliss." Babylon Bliss. Babylon Bliss. That sounds like a Fly God song. Oh. That song's like a, a song that should have been on Fly God. That is an amazing song with, with Stove God Cooks. Get the fuck. That, Mal- album, that fucking song got me. Malenko, there's songs on here that sounds like it was on Hitler 3. Yeah, I don't like the outro. Oh, the outro is the only thing on the album that I don't like. I understand why it's there, mm-hmm. but I don't like it, and that's fine. I didn't like, uh, like, Freddie G's is okay. Uh, yeah, Freddie J's is is, is whatever. It, it's 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 my least favorite track on the album. Yeah. To me, but, really, the album starts like for okay. And I'm gonna say this right now, Stephen. The most compelling song. I don't know if you've seen on the internet right now. No, I don't read people what they have to say because I really don't care. Continue. Because okay, people are shitting on Chloe. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that, and you, I know okay. why. Because there's Ty Dolla Sign on it, and because, but. Could could people go continue before I get? Let me finish. Let me finish. Chloe, okay, getting destroyed by everyone. Okay, getting destroyed. You know how? Come here, bitch, dude. Do you know how the I jumped? How high I jumped when I heard that Ty Dolla Sign was on the ballad of West Side Gun ballad. Come, 
Let me change I, your life. Dude, I think I think I did a hole in the fucking roof of my house. <laughs> I think I'm telling you, I need to fix it. I jumped up, dude. That's my favorite song. Hey. People hate it. Are you fuck? I'm gonna get on a rant right now. People are saying that shit, dude. He's been doing ballads since Hitler four. Come here, bitch. Get, so get the fuck out. Don't tell me that beat is not good, dude. Chloe and Ty Dolla Sign singing the rest of the thing. Get the fuck. I'm trying to kill you, bitch. Like, <laughs> come on. And it's sweating on the roads. I'm trying to kill you. Come on, dude. Hey, like, hey. And to, <sighs> and and let's not forget. On Supreme Blind Tell, he had Anderson Pack. People were 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 like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what's his What's his best? I got a question for you. Okay. Yeah. What's his best ballad? You think? Because this to me is second place. Okay. I think the first place it must be um, mm. the dance Dance for Love on Fly God. Yeah. Uh, Fly God is the greatest. There's Dance for Love. Hold on. There's Whoopi and Love You. Oh, I don't there's know, man. Liz Love Luger. And there's Aunt Rosie's. I think Aunt Rosie's and Liz Love Luger because Liz Love Luger is amazing. With Armani. Yeah, it's a great song. There's so many good ballads. He does so many good ballads. People it just ballads. like the It's a ballad. It's just a fucking disgusting song. But yeah, it's a ballad for us. <laughs> Chloe with Tide. Oh, man, I love that he did it. And again, once again, people that are listening, West Side Gun, this is the second part to pray for Paris and then you pray for me. So again, Paris, fashion. Elegance, mm -hmm. the whole lifestyle. Hello, mm -hmm. yeah. two plus two equals four. Yeah, you get yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm giving you right now, right now, right now, right now. I'm telling you, people. I, it makes me. It makes me think of like, am I like a sold sell that? Like, people are so much complaining that like you their know what? reviews, man. People are saying easily one of his worst albums. Uh, an absolute mess. Shouldn't advertise. Pray for Paris sequel. I, I, I'm telling you, this is what I'm reading right now. I, Disappointed is not the word I should use to describe this album. Uh, this album is a bunch of dips in just every single of a West Gun album. Like, you know what? Our, you know what our problem is, Malenko. I'll tell you this, and then yeah. I'm gonna give you my favorite songs on here, and then we'll get yeah. the fuck out of out of here because I feel like told dog shit. People are always going to complain. But you know what the problem, the real problem is, Malenko? Me and you, we're biased and we're deaf. Yeah, we're biased and deaf. Okay. Yeah, deaf. All right. Yeah, I, All right. I totally understand it. But my favorite, my favorite, 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 favorite song on this mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. Jalen Rose with Boldy James. The oh, beat. Oh, man. The beat on there. Ugh. Ugh. You know, know who produced that? No. Darringer. I, I know. There I you just go. wanted you to say it. <laughs> Darringer produced that fucking machine of a beat. Oh, uh, no. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Kitchen lights. Kitchen lights. <laughs> Come on now. Fuck. What a song. Uh, again, I think... And his hair for this album was fantastic, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. He went crazy. <laughs> he went crazy, man. He changed his hair. He's, all... you know He's what never the same. Can I... Okay, I want to say one more thing, and I want to hear you what your favorite songs are. You know when a, a baby face mm -hmm. becomes a heel, mm -hmm. but we still love the heel? Yeah, that's exactly it. This is exactly what this album is. This is exactly I it. end my review 
on And Then You Pray For Me, West Side Gun. Malenko, continue. What's your favorite song? Favorite songs, I'll give you... I'll, I'll take uh, Mama's Prime Time. I'll take yeah, yeah. Kitchen Lights. Yeah, yeah. I'll take uh, House of Glory. Yeah, yeah. And Chloe Babylon Bass. That's, that's it. That's for me. My top. You? Um, Kitchen Lights. I would say JD Wrist. Mm -hmm. I would say Fly God Two Times. I would say I love the Mama's Prime Time, but I can't count that. I can't count that. No. Uh, suicide <laughs> in Selfridges. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's an underrated song. And L L Bullgun. <laughs> I should add that one too. <laughs> but yeah, okay, give me your, your thing on 10 real quick so we can make the haters hate even more. I'll give it I'll give it a six and a half. Huh? Six, six and a half. Really? Yeah, six and a half. Six point five. Yeah. Okay. I'm. Right. I'm probably. I'm never gonna listen to the album full full length again. Impossible. Really? Yeah, I cut it on Apple Music. I cut it. I have you, my selection. That's it. You drive to Laval. Fuck your Laval drive is basically this album twice. It's yeah. It's this album an hour fifteen. Et That's voilà. It. And uh, um, yeah, no, I, I I don't. It's too long for me. This tracks I cannot take. Uh, yeah, that's it. This this album uh, to me is a seven point five, but I am biased, and I have issues, and, and I'm yeah, deaf. deaf. And you're yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna treat us all kind of fucking shit. I'm 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 thinking about. I'm evaluating myself of like if I should go in on these guys. Should I comment no, on these? No, because you but know I'm, what? I'm gonna let it go. You know what, Malenko? If they're not happy, they should just listen to our podcast because we will make them understand why. Okay? Stephen exactly. from the All Time Podcast featuring Malenko is there for a reason. We are there to educate the souls. <laughs> we should get a, a Rashid to outro. We should. He should oh, absolutely do that. that would be okay. Sick. Anything you need to say? Because I'm going to start coughing like crazy. No, that's it. That's pretty much it, man. I can't wait to listen to the new hip hop and uh, can't wait to do those lists. I can't wait. The, the year is almost ending. Uh, thank you for uh, sticking with us. Uh, thank you. Malenko, it's always been a pleasure. Thank okay. you. It's always a pleasure being here, man. Talking rap. I've been waiting the whole week to talk about you for I'm, this album. I'm sorry. I'm not, I haven't been feeling well. Uh, hopefully, I can make it and nothing happens to me from now until we record again. But again, I am your host, the Ayatollah of Hip Hop, the whole damn show, the Radar Podcaster, one half of the tag team champions of the world. And if you're not down with me and Malenko, the cruiserweight champion, we got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm out. Take it okay. easy. Ciao. Peace.